It's been a while. I know I shouldn't have kept you waiting. But I'm here now. What is up, you guys? I am so genuinely sorry for how long it's taken me to um, get back on here and do an episode for you. But I promise um, I have some very good reasoning, which I'll get to um, in just a second. So in case you forgot, my name is Melanie with two L's. And usually I would make the joke that your name, the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. In this case, I suppose I have to make the joke that the spelling of your name doesn't change over the span of three months. Anyway, welcome to episode 67 of This Long Can Talk About Anything. I'm really glad that you've chosen to um, join me again. Or if this is your first time, welcome to my crazy little show. So um, when I first, le- when I last left you, I had done a chat with Cecilia Choi, Dr. Cecilia Choi, who had put out a series called Kombucha Cure on Popstar, which I promoted several times. And uh, the whole show has like run its course by now. So hopefully you've checked it out. It's been up for like a bunch of awards, which is kind of insane and amazing. And I'm so excited for them. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you can absolutely do it now. I will link you on my Twitter, a blonde who talks. Um, and I also announced at the end of that, um, interviewed that the next guest would be Robin Lively. And unfortunately, we weren't able to make things work out um, during that time, like in the time since. But on the plus side, I kind of really needed to take a break for a multitude of reasons. So I don't know when we're going to have Robin on, but the conversation is still ongoing. She is a very busy woman. She is a mom and, of course, um, a working actor. So she will be here when she can be. And in in the meantime, we will book other guests and we'll chat with them about whatever the subject matter happens to be. (laughs) There is no real subject matter um, for this podcast. There's no topic of uh, no core topic. It's just me kind of talking about things that went on or are going on or went on mostly um, in the months since the last episode, which was which was posted in like February, which is, yeah, super long time. So first of all, it all started when the adapter, like my microphone adapter that hooks up to my computer just like crapped out. And then I ordered a new adapter and they sent me the wrong thing like three times. Yeah. So that took like three weeks just to try to get the part. And then by the time the part actually got here, I was in a place where I didn't really feel like hopping on here, doing a podcast, didn't want to interview, just kind of wanted to lay low and hang out and do a little bit of living. Now, the last time I you know, tweeted about having a new episode, which is in February, I said, the next episode is coming sometime after the Oscars. So I didn't lie to you. This is sometime after the Oscars. I didn't say um, how long after the Oscars, but sometime after the Oscars. So like approximately three months after the Oscars, we're back. Um, speaking of the Oscars, I'm super late to discuss them. I'm aware. But I was so excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis freaking win that award. Like she was so happy and I was so happy for her. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to break it in two and give Angela Bassett a piece. It's really hard for me to pick like a best actor or best actress because they're all just so wonderful. And yeah, that was my like highlight of of the Oscars 
I loved it. Loved. I just loved seeing somebody who just really did not expect it win it. It was, it was beautiful. And I wish I could, it was one of those moments that I wish I could relive again, even though it had absolutely nothing to do with me. So we've chatted on this podcast before about how my favorite seasons are football season, award season, and summer. So football season's come and gone, Super Bowl come and gone, <laughs> uh, award season come and gone, but about to come around again, excuse me, and summer right around the corner. Like it's literally like less than 20 days away. And I'm so excited. I just can't wait to just be like outside in the heat. Just, I really love heat, which I know is weird. Like some people don't understand why anybody would like heat, but I do. I really, really do. So since I started talking about last award season, um, there's an upcoming award season, which is the, it starts in kind of like September um, when the Emmys take place. A little soon to predict exactly who's going to be nominated, but I think that a lot, if not the like entire like main cast of Succession, will see themselves nominated. Speaking of Succession, the show ended last week, and I am so freaking heartbroken that Cousin Greg did not inherit the company. Now, Cousin Greg is the only uh, remaining family member in in the company, but. They really built it up in such a way that a viewer could reasonably gauge that Cousin Greg was going to win it all in the end, and he didn't. But I have this theory that Cousin Greg fucked himself when he decided to call uh, Kendall and let him know what was going on, and then kind of it came, it came back on him in a really negative way, and uh, I'm really sad about it. I really, really, really enjoyed Succession. The writing on that show was absolutely sensational, but the acting was just out of its freaking mind. Like these people were so talented that it's impossible to pinpoint which one was the best. Like there is no worst, but like I'm literally speechless because I so enjoyed watching the show and falling in love with certain actors that I hadn't been familiar with before. Um, falling more in love with actors that I had known before. Somebody like J. Smith Cameron, who I so look up to. Such an incredible actress. Like, I honestly study her. I watch her and I study her, like, vigilantly. Like, it's insane. And I, especially this season on Succession, they didn't give the Jerry character much dialogue. And J. Smith Cameron did so much with no dialogue. Like, she had all these little nuances and like just the expressions that she was pulling like I could see like into her mind what she was thinking how she was feeling and she didn't have to say a word that to me is the mark of not a good not even a great a legendary actress she is freaking phenomenal and I've so enjoyed watching her as Jerry on Succession and many 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 other things I mean she's not like a newcomer. She's been doing this for a really long time. She just keeps getting better and better. And I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. Um, she did a film, which I've seen recently and I loved, which was called The Year Between. And she's, again, incredible, incredible in it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can watch it on Apple TV. And I promise you will love it because I did. <laughs> of 
course, I just assume if I love something, everyone's going to love it. But that's not necessarily the, necessarily the truth. But when it comes to J. Smith Cameron, I promise you, you will never regret watching one of her performances. She is the goat. She is, she blows my mind. And I really hope that one day I can be like a quarter the actress that she is. So yeah, I'm also really going to miss watching Nicholas Braun as Cousin Greg because Nicholas Braun is Cousin Greg and Cousin Greg is Nicholas Braun. They're exactly the same thing. So, <laughs> so I'm going to miss watching Nicholas Braun be himself and get paid for it um, on a weekly basis. But it is what it is. Succession has come to an end. Um, some of you may be wondering why I'm not raising uh, Jeremy Strong or Karen Culkin or Sarah Snook. And the reason is I can't there's just no way for me to like build one up. I can't build one person, like not one of them deserves to be built up more than the other because they were all so sensational. I mean, I have a theory that Kendall is dead now, like after the credits, you know, he went off to kill himself. That's kind of the theory that I have, which is an awful theory. Um, and I have this theory that Roman is living happily and Shiv is in a marriage that she's never happy with. But the, as far as the acting, like they were all sublime, like insane, insanely good. Some people like to talk about, you know, Jeremy Strong. He's this, like a super method actor and he never breaks characters. So some people were like trashing him on the Internet. And I just want to say that um method acting is really hard like I've studied it and I've tried it and it's really really hard and requires a lot of dedication and nobody should ever 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 trash Jeremy Strong or any other actor for that matter um for for being a character not a character actor a method actor Marlon Brando was like the original great method actor so if that's the standard I want to see more actors um approaching things the way Jeremy Strong does it in their own way, of course, but I, I want to see more of it. I love it. It's, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't tell. I, like, I almost can't find the words to describe how incredibly wonderful this show was. And every single cast member is just brilliant. But most importantly, the writers were phenomenal. Sadly, the writers are currently fighting for, like, equal pay, which is really awful and breaks my heart because Mandy Patinkin has been doing a series on his Instagram that demonstrates what an actor would be doing without the writers, which is really just kind of standing there or sitting there. We would have nothing to say and nothing to do. So the WGA is on strike, but every single guild, like the Actors Guild, the Directors Guild, all the different guilds are marching in solidarity with them at the picket line. And I'm so proud to be part of an artist community that appreciates um every level of creativity like to the same degree I still remember when I realized for the first time the importance of of writers and it was of course my beautiful brilliant amazing mentor Robin Swicord uh, she wrote Matilda Curious Cases of Benjamin Button and tons of other movies and one day I was just looking at her and I realized that as wonderful as the movies are and as wonderful as the casts are there would be nothing without I can't even imagine how many hours of work she put into each film and there, there would be nothing without her. And I realized in that moment without her, I would have no job. And so I sort of kind of fell in love with writing myself and started kind of trying to do it. And I've, 
you know, I've written the script. It's, it needs several revisions, <laughs> but cause I'm not, you know, um, a screenwriter by like primarily, it's not what I do primarily, but I have fun trying. And, um, yeah, it was really Robin who made me realize how important writers were. And ever since then, I've been just in love with the whole process of what it takes to, um, to make a show right from, or a film right from the bottom of the bottom of the ladder, if you will, um, to the, to the writers, to the directors, to the actors, it's really, really, really a collaborative effort. And it's really important that our writers get fair payment is very important. We don't need AI writing our stories. For example, y'all know I love Tom Brady. I also am a huge fan of Will Sasso. So this is being said with all due respect to Will Sasso and his, I think his podcast is called Dudesy and they put out um, this artificial intelligence comedy special of Tom Brady, which ended in Tom Brady sending a cease and desist tells tells you a lot. I didn't pay to listen to the entire um, quote unquote comedy special, but I did listen to the 10 minute teaser that they had online it sounded scarcely like Tom Brady. Like if, if I didn't know, I might've thought maybe he was making these jokes, but the I'm not even gonna repeat them. They were so foul and utterly ridiculous. Like it was nonsensical. I think it would be funny maybe to like a small child. It would not be, it would not be funny to anyone who have has more than like one brain cell. <laughs> and I say this like, thinking about the fact that AI could be writing our television or film in films in the future. And I don't take that lightly. And I think we need to end this idea of AI generated uh, art, if you will, now before it's too late. I mean, I know people thought it was nutty, but like in the 1980s on private tapes that were never intended to be um, released to the public, Marlon Brando talks about, having had his head uh, digitized and his voice is kind of recorded and he turns his face this way and that way. And he was sort of predicting the beginning of the end uh, saying, you know, and I, when I first heard it a few years ago, I thought, Oh, he was predicting CGI. Sadly. And now that I listened back to it and the more I think on it, I think he was predicting artificial intelligence uh, because he quite literally says actors are going to be in the computer. They're not going to be real anymore. And um, maybe this is the swan song for all swan song. Yeah, that was right. Okay. <laughs> for all of us. Can you tell it's been a while since I've been on the mic and talking because I sound so rusty. I'm so sorry, but you know what? This is how we get back into things, which is kind of like jump in. So that's what I'm doing. Um, but back to what I was saying, I, I do think he was talking about artificial intelligence now, thinking back on it. And especially watching the Screen Actors Guild wanting to strike because they don't want, you know, our images or our voices and stuff like pretty much put into some sort of a bank, a computer bank, if you will, the same way that, you know, Brando sort of described it. And then using these these materials to create tv shows and film i i don't i don't think this is the way for for us to make these things in the future or, or ever <laughs> i think these things should always be made by people who have you know beating hearts and and, and free thinking minds so yeah i really hope that the 
I hope that the Screen Actors Guild doesn't have to go on strike. I hope that an agreement can be reached before we have to go to a strike. But yeah, I'm also sending all my love to the Writers Guild because I absolutely adore the writers who have, you know, worked on stuff that I've worked on, written stuff that I've worked on, and also who have written my fate, who have written my favorite stories from The Wizard of Oz to The Godfather to you know, 80 for Brady. <laughs> I love film and television to my core. I would not have chosen this life if I didn't. And so I just, yeah, again, I support, love, and appreciate everyone who works in this business from at all levels. Like everyone is equal in my eyes and uh, there's just a lot of love there. So I just mentioned um, 80 for Brady, which brings me back to Tom Brady. It always comes back to him, doesn't it? <laughs> I was really hoping that I was going to get to come back here and make another, you know, episode of, you know, like he's back, Tom Brady's back, but I, that's not going to happen ever. Um, so he's now a part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, which means I'm going to um, tr trade myself <laughs> over there and um, be Jimmy Garoppolo's armchair QB, I guess, um, which is kind of fitting because he was Tom's backup in Foxborough for a while in, in, uh, in Boston when he played for the Patriots. But um, it is hard to know, you know, I really held on to this belief up until a few days ago that uh, Tom Brady was going to come out of retirement. Even even after reading an article that said every single team was going to have to um, sign off if he was going to play, I was like, oh, everyone's going to sign off on it. Of course, it's Tom Brady. And then he did an interview very recently where he said that he is absolutely not under any circumstance coming out of retirement. So my dreams are absolutely crushed in terms of that. But um, I look forward to him, you know, starting his broadcast career in 2024. And I'm just really glad that I will still get to watch him in some medium. But I have to say, I feel like I'm, I lost a friend. I feel like I'm mourning something and I'm going to miss watching him play very, very much. But that being said, love Tom Brady will support him in absolutely, I mean, everything he will ever do. <laughs> Just keeping with sports, um, you guys know that Jason Spezza is a very dear friend of mine and um, former uh, NHL player, most recently for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who made it to the second round and then shit the bed, like always, which <laughs> kind of expected it. What I didn't expect was for Jason to, after just, you know, one year of not even a year, after one season of being the assistant GM, handing in his resignation, and what's funny about it is that the, the television networks didn't really make, <laughs> they didn't really tell us about that um, when they announced that Kyle Dubas was leaving, or basically that he had been fired. I think, knowing Jason the way I do, I think he resigned on the principle that he didn't think what they were doing is right, and so he decided to uh, call it quits. What will he do next? I don't know. I think for sure we're going to see him pop back up in the NHL, not as a player. It's just never going to happen. Dream, dreams are dreams are beautiful things, but it's not going to happen. But I do think he's going to pop up as either an assistant GM or a GM somewhere else, and maybe in a few years, coach. I know Jason would tell you that he doesn't want to coach and he'll never be a coach, but I don't believe that. He has way too much charisma and too much love for his sport to just, you know, not ever 
progress to that to onto that role and I think he'd be a great coach as well so that's the hope and I thought I'd mention that just because everybody knows um Jason and I are sort of connected and will be forever and also this reminds me it's his birthday in 10 days <laughs> go figure um oh so yeah I mean that's just me kind of breaking the ice and rambling and getting back into this podcast stuff uh, another one of the reasons I didn't mention at the beginning, but I'll mention now that I was away for a while is because I had uh, a cancer scare, which is fine. I'm okay. But um, having, you know, I had a cancer scare when I was 17 years old and I saw the scar on my neck from it and I found a lump um, in my breast and I was very scared because my grandmother passed away from breast cancer and I was thinking the absolute worst was not sleeping just nightmares. Um, so I had to step, I had to step away from everything like this, um, my life, basically, I was just having constant anxiety attacks and it wasn't fun. So May just went by, which is mental health awareness month. And June is men's mental health awareness month. Now, I don't know why men need a whole different month for their mental health awareness. But I do know that um, men's mental health is very important. Having lost some of my best friends who were male to suicide. Um, the cancer scare is kind of like a segue into this because while that was happening, my mental health was suffering. It was declining, actually. It was, pretty, it was really, really bad. And I'm somebody who has... I've detailed in a previous episode, I've survived my own a suicide attempt. I've lost friends to suicide as well. So mental health, um, I'm very aware of it. And I'm very concerned about it on my own and as well as the people that I love. And even if you're listening and we don't know each other, your mental health matters to me. So whether you're male or female, I know I'm late, you know, I missed May, which is mental health awareness month, but I didn't miss men's mental health awareness month, <laughs> which is happening now, whether you're male or female, if you feel like you need to talk to someone about absolutely anything, don't ever be too afraid to do that. Your life matters. You matter. Um, you know, you're so worthy of this life that you're living. And I know sometimes it can feel like you're not. Or it can feel like you don't want to be here anymore. And I th those feelings are valid. I get it. But you need to fight and you need to keep being here for not only the people who love you, but for yourself. Because I promise you there is a future version of you waiting to come to life. And when she or he looks back on the person that you were right now today, they're going to be so proud of how far you from today has come. So um, if you're going through anything, make sure you keep fighting. And also remember that if you feel like you want to harm yourself, you can dial 988 from anywhere in the United States and they will help you out. It's a suicide hotline for those of you who don't know. And I am really all over the map with this podcast and that's okay because it's been like four months and it's contrary to what people might tell you. It's not like riding a bike. And even if it was, I don't know how to ride a bike. So I guess I'm fucked. <laughs> Um, June is also Pride Month. I am a straight ally and I'm super proud to be one. And um, I'm very, very excited for like all the pride parades and stuff that are going to go down, even though I, I'm not gay, but I'm proud of everyone that I know who is 
you know, LGBTQIA plus. I'm, I'm so supportive of all of them and I'm proud of them for being themselves. So I like to come out and show my love and support by, you know, joining in on pride parades or other pride events. My girl, Christina Aguilera, you know, headlining pride shows, like you don't have to be uh, gay to know what's right. So no matter what you are, just know that you are loved and supported and have every right to be proud of who you are, whether it's pride month or not. And I'm proud of you for just, you know, existing. Duh. <laughs> Um, what else can we talk about? Oh, I'm so excited for summer movies. I'm so excited for the Barbie movie. I'm hearing that it's going to have a similar plot to The Wizard of Oz, which is interesting. <laughs> but I haven't quite yet um, conceptualized how that might how that might work yet. So it's not like a concept that exists in my brain. And it may not be. It may not become one. So I may be going into that movie with absolutely no preconceived notion, which would be great. But there's still like two, two no, a month and a bit. So I still have like a lot of time to sit here and theorize on what the film might be. Speaking of theories, if you've seen the Flash uh, trailer, then you might understand my my little theory on the Flash. I am so excited to see the Flash, if for no other reason than to see Ben Affleck as Batman again. But I have a theory. Um, if you don't want to hear it because you might feel like it's a spoiler, you can fast forward through this, but it's, it can't be a spoiler because I haven't seen it and I could be wrong. Um, so I saw the trailer and I see Barry Allen and he like wants to go back in time and fix everything. And then I see Batfleck and he's like, if you do that, you might make everything worse. And then I see Michael Keaton saying, I'm Batman. So I have this theory that, um, Oh, my heart is breaking just saying this, that when Barry Allen uh, messes with the timeline, I think he's going to erase Batfleck from existence, which breaks my heart. And that may explain why we're never going to see him as Batman again, because from what I understand, he was in the Aquaman 2 film, but they've since removed his scenes. He also removed a scene between Batman and Wonder Woman from the Flash film that would have that would have like shed some light on um on the Affleck version of Batman, but they've taken up from what I understand, they've completely taken Wonder Woman out of the film, which sucks because I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I love her in everything. And I think it was cool that she showed up in Shazam Fury of the Gods, but I think the Flash would have been the better film if if it came down to like choosing between the two of them I'm not really sure that that's what happened but one can assume <laughs> I feel like I don't have so so much to say today like I'm just vibing I'm so tired as usual the insomnia never goes away <laughs> and uh I, I it's you know it's a Sunday I did a workout I watched a movie and I cleaned out my makeup kit which is like very stressful <laughs> It was such a mess. I kind of wanted to die, but uh, I got through it. And, and then I decided to hop on here and chat with you guys um, about a whole bunch of stuff that I just kind of threw. Whatever came out of my mouth is basically what you got. Hope you kind of enjoyed it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're just glad that I'm back and I will be back more consistently. I mean, at this point, I should be headed into like the third year of our third season of this podcast, but I've had to take breaks for work reasons and for health reasons. 
And uh, so this is where we're at. <laughs> Obviously, the show is much more fun when I have, you know, a guest on and I'm not just talking to myself, even though I'm pretty good at that, too. But I, I thought, you know, to bring to bring the show back, I should do it just by myself. Just talk about whatever I've been, you know, doing or thinking about, like, for example, the fact that I've been thinking about, you know, the, the Flash trailer or my my vague thoughts on on um, the Oscars and things like that. I would have gone much more in depth, but it's been three months. <laughs> I think anything that was really needed to be said on most of these topics have been said except for succession of course which i could ramble on and on about for like three or four hours and somebody would wanted to hear that so if anybody wants to hear me talk about succession for multiple hours hit me up on instagram or um twitter and i will record like a comprehensive um <laughs> analysis of succession and the way the show ended and my theories on on the ending for just for you <laughs> so let me know if that's something that you are interested in um so i also want to say something that i should have said at the beginning thank you guys so much even though the show was on like a lengthy three-month hiatus it was trending in six different countries consistently which is amazing to me and i appreciate it so 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 much like i love that you guys are revisiting old episodes there are some real gems there um I looked back on some of the older episodes and um, while my sound quality was pretty awful and I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning, there are some really great gems in there like my uh, chat with Brad Dourif, who is uh, the voice of Chucky and so much more. But that that those three episodes, that trilogy, <laughs> I am so proud of it. And I know you guys have been going back and checking it out, listening to it. So thank you for that. Thank you for keeping the show relevant enough to trend on Apple Podcasts three months past its last episode uh just hit thirty thousand followers on the podcast's twitter which is a blonde who talks for those of you who don't know a b l o n d e w h o t l k s uh very proud of that can't believe you guys are like love the show enough to keep following it and listening to it when it's not even uh, i guess you would say in season even though technically it is in season it's always in season because i don't i don't end it uh, I just kind of go away for a while. Speaking of seasons, all the great shows are out of season. So this might be your um, warning or not a warning, uh, your invitation to spend more time outside or alternative, alternatively, check out a new show that you haven't watched yet. I just started watching The Righteous Gemstones and I'm loving it so far. I love John Goodman. I would watch him in absolutely anything. Uh, I'm really late to that party, but whatever. I mean, it, it exists forever and ever. And that's my favorite thing about film and television. You can always go back to it. And sometimes I do. I love to go back to films and, and TV shows that I've seen before and watch them with fresh eyes and then fall in love with them all over again. It's the most incredible feeling in the world. If you've never done it, um, try it. <laughs> I mean, we've all done it as children, but as adults, I feel like so many of my friends are like, oh yeah, I've seen it. And they just put that film away you know put it on a shelf and that's the end of that um i watched air the the nike movie directed by ben affleck at the theater and it was fantastic and i've since watched it again on amazon prime and i thought that i was you know i caught some things that i didn't during my first watch and i thought the film was wonderful and very worthy of consideration during the next award season 
but I think it may have come out too early in the year for us to um to to think that it might be nominated I don't know if it'll stand out but we'll see I mean I could be wrong I sometimes am and hope that in this in this particular case I'm wrong that would be wonderful um heads up I don't really check my dms on um on the, the twitter but I did click on them the other day and I had a slew of people requesting to you know be on the show I don't want to say that I don't want people on my show but as, as the the sh- yes, the show is called This Blonde Can Talk About Anything, but there are certain topics that I will not talk about because it's just not the right place. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about, you know, religion. I don't want to talk about things that are offensive to people because of the way that one person thinks and another person thinks differently. I don't want to talk about those things. So people who are sending me DMs saying, oh, I'd love to come on and talk about, you know, politics or whatever. I really appreciate that you want to be part of the show, but that's not where I live. I live in this space of like sports and entertainment, and I kind of want to stay in that lane. Um, I have had, you know, guests on, <clears throat> excuse me, I have had guests on like Tom Derry, who, um, you know, runs a car wash in, in Florida uh, and employs people, solely people who are on the autism spectrum. But the interesting, the reason that I wanted to chat with Tom is that we were literally talking about how the arts can affect um, things like that and how it can actually improve the work experience for someone who um, who is a person with autism. So yeah, that's kind of why I choose my guests the way that I do. If I don't think it, it's in my wheelhouse, I'll leave it for someone else because there is someone out there who will listen to you know your your political stories, your religious stories, or whatever. And they'll be able to welcome you in with the the energy that you want and the environment that you want. Whereas I cannot do that. It's not who it's not who I am innately. Um, and I just I won't talk about things like that. It just I don't I'm not here to alienate anybody. Everybody is welcome here at this one. Can talk about anything. Uh, no matter what your you know political political or religious views are, you're welcome here, and it's a safe space but we're not going to discuss anything that's going to make somebody else feel unsafe. If that doesn't make sense, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, so it's really great to be back on the podcast and I'm so sorry that it took me so long and also so sorry that I rambled and this is terrible probably, <laughs> but the next one will be better. I promise. I promise you that. Um, so I think I'm going to end it here. It's not been too long. It's not been too short. Just like a quick catch up, which I think is what we needed to, you know, to jump back into things. And next week I may be back with a guest. Um, Otherwise, maybe we'll do like an AMA or something like that. So we'll see. I'll let you know in a few days. Um, Thank you again so much for all the support and for tuning into this episode. You're marvelous. All of you. You're so, so, so marvelous. I cannot leave without saying a big thank you to my sponsors and there are more now. <laughs> so big thank you to Michael Solberg Family Wines. You can check them out at michaelsolbergfamilywines.com. Huxware, the camel toe avoiding uh, moisture wicking underwear, <laughs> which is created by a friend of mine, Jen Govier. Uh, great product. You can check that out on Instagram at H-U-X-W-E-A-R. Also big love to Eatable Ink, which is popcorn, which is infused with um, alcohol, but you don't get drunk because the alcohol 
is boiled down and you just get the flavoring and it's so good. And I'm actually obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. I eat it like crazy. You can check them out at Eatable Inc. on Instagram. Also, there's O Foods, which is uh, a vegan company that makes um, really delicious protein bites and protein cookie dough. You can check them out on Instagram also at O-H-H-H-F-O-O-D-S. And last but not least, my favorite, favorite product right now is um, these protein balls that are made by Snack Conscious. And I'm obsessed with them. I literally will eat one like right after every single workout. If I go for a walk, I'll eat one. They taste exactly like what they say they're going to taste like. There is no chalky taste. And I'm not being paid to tell you this, actually. (laughs) No chalky taste. Just really, really yummy protein. Check them out. Uh, S-N-A-C-K-C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N. Oh my God. Why Why can't I spell that? Hold on a second. I'm going to pull that up on my Instagram literally as I speak to you right now so that I can make sure that I spell it right. Because if I don't, then who knows what page you're going to end up on. And then I'm going to feel bad. It's S-N-A-C-K-C-O-N-S-I-C-I-O-U-S. There we go. Snack Conscious. Such a great brand. And they have really cute hoodies too that you can buy. Um, they're great to just like cover up when you're going, going for a walk or stuff like that, whatever. Um, Again, thank you for tuning in. My name is Melanie with two L's and I will be back next week with a much more cohesive um, podcast. Bye.